let's get this party started. Um, I mean, do you, should we say who we are for posterity's sake? Yeah. Did I use that word right? For like future posterity. Yeah. 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 Just like, you know, in case my son's listening to this one day and is like, who, what the hell has mom done? Oh my God. And he's like (laughs) trying to decide, should I throw out this computer? Should I not throw out this computer? And then he's going to hear this and be like, oh, no, wait, it's mom and Aunt Megan. I should probably just keep it. I should listen to it. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Courtney. Welcome to Procrastorite, the podcast where two 30-somethings try to fulfill the goals of their 20-year-old selves. Let's go. I figured we'd uh, be like most podcasts and, and talk about ourselves before we get into the like scheduled thing, you know? Right. Right. What do you want to tell? What do you want to tell mom about you? What do you want to tell mom and sister Courtney about you? Um, I, I have an update on the chickens that live next door. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. They have been coming on my front porch. They've been like just showing up and like getting on my front. I have a very large front porch and there's steps. There's like five or six steps Yeah, and they're getting up there and they're just hanging out on the front. They're not my chickens. And some of them are turkeys. I don't, I don't know. And will they let you touch them? I don't want to. Um, I've touched the babies before. I've like gone over to the neighbor's house and held the little babies and they're so sweet. I'm scared of the big ones. They're so fast and they seem mean and they have just have a very like threatening aura. And so, I mean, they're dinosaurs. So they are, they are. Mm -hmm. And, um, so my neighbor sent me a Facebook message yesterday and asked if maybe she could come over one day this week and walk around like my yard because her female Turkey has been spending a lot of time over here. She noticed, and she's worried that she's laid a nest somewhere like on my premises. I know. So I freaked out and I was like, I, my dogs will eat that. Like they'll eat it. It, it, I don't know. And so I was like, yeah, come over. And I was like, I I've noticed they're on my front porch a lot. I'm sorry. My dogs hate it more than me because I can't be confrontational, even though I think we all hate it the same because these chickens poop, these chickens poop a lot. So um, uh. anyway, she was very apologetic. She was very apologetic. She didn't know they were on my front porch. So anyway, she's going to wrangle up her like homeschooled kids who are here all the time to like keep the chickens and turkeys off my porch. And, uh, hopefully I don't have a nest of turkey eggs anywhere on my yard, but I might. What different I, worlds we live in. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many questions. don't they make a fence it's what it's chicken wire chicken wire they 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 do make (laughs) a product for her to use i don't understand if you could see the space between our houses it's massive it's like the space between my house and my neighbor's house it's so expand it's so large the chickens have to walk very you know they take a big journey um it's not a big journey for me but they're they're little chickens. They're significantly smaller than I am. So I, I was like, you have, you could put up a fence. You could put up chicken wire. She has like a little, like in case enclosed space where they sleep. And, um, 
but she lets them roam many times throughout the day. And like, literally the other day I got home and there, my driveway was just full of chickens. They're very free range. Yeah. In my driveway, free range in. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I don't want to run them over. Like, <laughs> I don't. Oh, it's, it's a problem every day. It's a problem every day. <laughs> that does sound like a problem. And Brody I, and Arlo hate them. My dogs hate them. Well, um, I, I agree. They're these little dinosaurs are coming onto their property. They're thinking mm-hmm. like, what the hell? They're, they want to attack them. But most importantly, have you seen where you can get arms to put on chickens? <laughs> have you seen that? I feel like I have. Yes, I feel like, like little I've seen Hulk that. arms, and then they're like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's brave enough to get close enough to a chicken to put them on there. Well, that's they why I so asked. Mean. That's why I asked, can you touch them? Because if you can, I am willing to spend some money to send it to you <laughs> via Amazon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I don't, so we don't problematic. need to support Amazon anymore. I know. <laughs> it's the worst, but also I'm just going to order one more set of chicken arms. <laughs> <laughs> so Megan can maybe get like scratched to death <laughs> while she tries to put up on these stranger chickens. <laughs> It'd be worth it to me. It'd be worth it to me. Guess me getting you. scratched up is worth it to you. <laughs> one or two scratches for a laugh that lasts forever Megan stop being so selfish god <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding all right let's get see let's get serious I'm pulling up my I, I typed it on my phone I'm so modern where'd you where'd you put yours did you write it down no google docs on the computer I made a new folder wow um Wow. I can't, I can't long hand, right? What's it called? I can't hand write <laughs> anymore. What are these I things? Write, yeah. I write like seven things in my planner and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. God, my wrist hurt. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And then when the kids are copying off the board, I'm, I'm like, come on guys, this isn't so bad. <laughs> it is. It's so bad. I know. I hate it. So you ever much. done it with them? And you're just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And in high school, you're like, they do this seven times a day. Yeah. No. Jesus. Yeah. No, I sometimes like lie through my teeth at the kids, <laughs> but it's all for their betterment. Um, okay. So the prompt this week is new year, mm-hmm. new you. Yep. New year, new you. Yep. New year, new you. Um, Courtney, Courtney, tell me about your mm-hmm. inspiration this week were you inspired uh yeah right like the dickens i i did i wrote it um in one morning i wrote it in a morning and i woke up and i can't exactly remember it's a bad thing about the warning makes me tired um this is this is something that i've been thinking about a, a while and I am getting better at it um, and I'm really trying to work at it, but I think it's probably better that I just read it and then you'll understand. 
Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here we go. It's the first one ever. This is so exciting. Okay. Here we go. Death terrifies me or terrified me. I'm trying to be at one with death to accept that the full circle of life includes an unknown finality to understand that life is a precious gift and to fully enjoy it. You can't, and to fully enjoy it, you can't focus on the fact that it will one day end. I think this is something I've always tried to do, but having a child has given me a new perspective. I have a lot more to lose. It's a strange paradox that the more wonderful people you have in your life, the greater the potential for sorrow. As they say, it's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all, which until now I thought was only about dating, but I think there's more to it than that. It's about the now and soaking up all the goodness that this life has to offer, knowing it could one day end. So when I die, I ask that you do not mourn me, celebrate the life I had. I am not entirely gone. I'm still here in your stories and memories. I am in the fabric of the family that we wove together. I am in your love of books. I'm there when you help a friend or when you hug your dad. I am there. And for you, I promise the same. I will enjoy the time that I have with you now, fully and without abandon. That was mine. So that was for Charlie. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm worried of losing him. I'm worried of him losing me. I'm worried of Hunter losing both of us. Like I'm just, (laughs) I'm just, I'm just so scared of it, but I've learned, I mean, and what I'm trying to work on through like what I'm reading and what I'm listening to and the stories and everything is like the way that Western culture views death is not great. Like we basically pretend it's not going to happen. And then when it does happen, we lose our freaking minds. And I'm not saying that there's a, a, and, and there's no correct way to grieve, but there definitely is an incorrect way. And it's to pretend like it's not going to happen. And you, and what I'm learning is that like, you almost need to like prep yourself for it and just make it an ongoing conversation. It's, it's kind of a downer, but it's also like supposed to be a, like, um, it's a comforting downer. Okay. Like, good. Good. It's, it's comforting in that, like, it's, it's very like accepting of what eventually happens. It's not ignoring it. And what I liked about the moments that you picked, like your love of books, you're hugging your dad. Like those are very normal everyday things. And there's not, I feel like, like you were talking about Western culture, having a problematic view of death. There's a lot of pressure to like live every moment to the fullest and like yeah. go skydiving all the time or whatever. And it's like, that's, those moments can be great, but it's not life. It's not what makes up a life. It's like those smaller moments and those littler things and more so about relationships, mm-hmm. really hugging your dad, loving books because you're read them with your mom or whatever. Like, so I like the little things you picked out that weren't huge moments of your life, just like small things, but everyday things. Right. And specific thing. Like, thank you. That's a good point. I don't know. Life's life's crazy and the purpose of it and human nature. All right. What's yours? Okay. Well, great first piece. Thank you. you. Thank you. 
loved it. And now for something completely different. <laughs> um, it's not completely, I mean, like, I don't know. It's not as existential, I guess. So I was not inspired. I wrote this maybe an hour before we were supposed to meet. I, I yeah. thought about it all day. I still hadn't done it. I, and then you text real big. I wrote something. I wrote something. I wrote something. So this, what I wrote kind of reflects that, I guess, but okay. Okay. The summer I finished the workshop called Louisville Writing Project, I was the most motivated I had ever been about anything ever. Three intense weeks of consistent writing, sharing, revising, and bonding with a group of equally motivated educators left me desperate to continue the exercises and rituals. I felt heard. I felt helpful. I felt like a writer. The end of the summer, however, always brings the beginning of school. For me, that meant the end of summer rituals. Instead of sitting down each evening to write or reflect, I would spend my time grading, texting parents and guardians, and last minute lesson planning. By October, I was no longer a writer. I was a busy, stressed out teacher who maybe texted my writing project group chat every other week. I can blame my school. I can blame the stress that is put on teachers. And I can blame parents who don't understand boundaries. But my falling out with writing is also on me. We spend our time on things we want to do. I didn't have to grade papers until nine at night. Were they going to fire me if I didn't? LOL, no. They wouldn't then and they wouldn't now. So new year, new old me. I'm going to start writing again. Yay, that was so good, Megan. <laughs> You're like, I wasn't inspired. It's only perfect, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's not perfect. <laughs> no. <laughs> you <I>, LOL. <laughs> lol. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. And you're so right that the summer brings about, like, I feel like for teachers, especially the summer is a time to like, remember who we are and we get to find us again to like bring our mental health back. And then, and then the year starts and we are done. We're it's, it becomes all about the kids again and all about the job. And we, um, it's such a sharp change. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't even like peter out. Like it just, it's so. No, it's abrupt. Quick. It's abrupt. Yeah. And, um, and if you don't have like hardcore systems in place, it's gone. I mean, and that's for everything in your life, dishes, laundry, cleaning groceries. <laughs> like yeah. if yeah. you don't have all that set once this year starts. Um, but I, I, I really liked hearing more about your writing project days too. I mean, it, I've only ever heard, heard good things about the Louisville writing project that it's just awesome. I mean, I've heard from you and then of course, other people that I've worked with. So yeah, I would, I'm, I'm, it's so good, but I miss it so much. Like I miss it all the time. Um, it's cause it was like, you're just forced to like put yourself in those, in those rituals and force is not the right word, but you go there every day for three weeks and, you know, participate in it. And well, I hope that this can help fill that void. I, I don't know what that's that's like, but I, but I remember what it's like, you know, having deadlines in college. Mm -hmm. I I remember all that. So, and if, and it was nice, it was nice to work those muscles. Cause it really is a muscle. Mm-hmm. I remember on graduation day, um, 
Bob came up to me and he said, listen, if you're serious about writing, really serious, you have to do it every single day. Do you hear me? Every (laughs) single day. And I was like, yeah, Bob. Yeah. And then I probably didn't write for like a year. I was like, yeah, definitely. Um, and and it's funny that's the same advice. Like everyone has too. If you look up anything, it's like, well, you got to do it every day. It's the same. I don't know. Yeah. Anything really creative. Like they're like, do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Do it all the time. Every day, as much as you can. And so, so often I'm just like, okay, (laughs) got it. Thanks. (laughs) We owe each other haikus. And I'm going to write my haiku. No, I'm not going to write it on that. I just, I just need to get it off my ass and go get a piece of paper. And that's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to have to open the drawer and get a piece of paper and it's going to be loud. So, okay, that's fine. I'm taking these off. I have to get it. Right. I got it. I got it too. I hope this isn't simplifying like what you wrote too much. You know what I mean? Like no, I think this I is good. I think this is fun. Like mine's definitely simplifying your, let me, let me do yours first. So you can see that it's okay, okay. to simplify it. Okay. Okay. Louisville writing. Yeah. She misses it so much. Again, we will do. So yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what I wrote. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. So sweet. Okay. okay. Do mine. Okay. Death is scary, but love is far more comforting than your many fears. Oh, that's so good. This is, I liked this. This is great. I liked this too. Yeah. I liked this a lot. Try it. Try again. Try again. Try again. That was so natural, by the way. Good job. Sorry. This one won't be. (laughs) (laughs) Try it. Thank you for listening to Procrastorite. Courtney, what are we writing about next week? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't thanking you. (laughs) We are writing about being frustrated. Like how Megan's frustrated with how many times we've had to do this. I'm sorry. It's taken so many times.